One person so what said are they? our wine tasted like barn. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's a little rude. But I've right. yet to say that about a beer. I've yet to say that. Hello and welcome to another episode of the People of Queens podcast. We are back in season two. Hopefully season two lasts longer than I think it might. I am here today with the great pleasure and honor of being with an East Coaster. I am with Anya Den Hartog. She is a third year psych major, a member of the Queens Caledonia's acapella group, and the outgoing president of Newman House Catholic Chaplaincy. Hello, Anya. Hey, Mario. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you. I know you're feeling a little bit nervous, but uh, yeah. don't worry. I thought that they take everything really easy over there in the East Coast. They do. They do. I just got back, so we're still oh. getting into the swing of things. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, before we get into that, before we get into that, I've got to talk about the beer. Um, which I'm going to talk about really quickly. Yeah. It's off camera here, but it's the Cowbell Brewing Co. Hazy Days IPA. It's a, it's a very sunny day here um, in Kingston, Ontario, where the podcast, my end of the podcast is being recorded. And I felt like, a, 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 you know, it's a hazy day. It's summer vibes. Okay. <laughs> this is my new theme. It's summer vibes. Anyway, so I picked an IPA which is, you know, a little bit hoppy. And I'm going to read the description here. Okay. This hazy IPA is crystal clear. Crafted with protein-rich oak, rye, and wheat malts, it's loaded with pineapple, mango, grapefruit, and orange notes. Hops, honey, and lime on the palate lead to a long-lasting, impressive finish. Pair with roasted vegetable pizza, Hawaiian-style bacon cheeseburger, or New York Styles Cheesecake. All right, that's interesting. They tell you what to yeah. eat it with. Yeah. The the descriptions, they always throw in all these fruits and stuff, and I'm all, <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe them. Yeah. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take a sip. Oh, okay. <laughs> now the trademark double step sip. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, hmm. I see where they're coming with the grapefruit. Okay. I feel that I feel the grapefruit, and it's very hoppy. It's a very hoppy beer. That kind of you know I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Out of ten, what do you give it? Oh, out of ten, I've never been asked that. I'd give it an eight. I like it. Kind nice. of. I like it. It's good for the mood. You know. I see yeah. what they're saying now with the roasted vegetable pizza. <laughs> I could you I could use a pizza right now. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, you know, it's 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 perfect. Okay, now I'd like to give a scenario. I think this would be perfect if I was out in the prairies, okay, mm. with my truck. Okay. And I stop the truck, I pull it over, and I get out in the back. I put the little back flap down, mm -hmm. and then I pull out a cowboy, the cowbell brewing hazy days. Although that would be incredibly sketchy because, you know, there's a vehicle and now I'm drinking. Yeah. So I would have a designated driver, folks. Yeah, you'd have a friend. There, there you go. Even better, uh, a friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we had the third person, third designated driver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> get an Uber. Get an Uber in the tell, tell them all about beer, but they wouldn't drink it. 
Yeah, there you go. I will. Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of relationship I'd like. Is that yeah. where I drink the beer and the other person just listens intently? Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's the podcast now. Right now, Mario. Yeah, that's the podcast now with the virtual setup. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of virtual setup, Anya is not in fact with me in person, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but she is in fact, like I said, in the East Coast, in Wolfville. Is that correct? Wolfville. That's correct. Wolf Vegas. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> That's what we call it around here. And by we, I mean only me. No, that could catch on. Yeah. So, so Anya, tell me, you know, give the, the listeners a, a geographical, where is Wolfville? Like, where is that? Nova Scotia? Yeah. So Nova Scotia, the larger region is called the Annapolis Valley. And Wolfville is a small rural town on the water. It's a university town. Um, It is? Yeah. I had no idea. Acadia University. Acadia. The university makes up about half of our population. Oh. And then in the summer, it's filled with tourists. And yeah, everyone knows each other. uh, But it's a nice, nice family town. Wow. Okay, so what is roughly like, I don't know if you know this number, but what is roughly the the population of Wolfville? I'd say with the students, it's maybe around 8,000 people. Oh. Yeah. So that's like, wow, that's like really a university town. Yeah. Because people talk about Kingston being a university town, but that's, that's not, Kingston does not make up that much percentage of the population. Yeah, there's maybe like 3,500 students, so it's a moment. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Oh my. They might as well call it Wolfville University. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they're right. Uh, they're right there. It's maybe like a two-minute walk to campus, so it's really in the town. So how far is your house from the campus? Maybe a ten-minute walk. Ten-minute walk. Yeah, it's oh closer. My. than I lived on West to. <laughs> I lived on West <laughs> closer to campus than that. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that in a moment. Okay. But um, <laughs> but so what? What was it like uh, growing up in a university town, but but also you know on the east coast in Nova Scotia? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, we had the water right here, so we could go um, mudding because we have the tides. So when the water would go down, we would go in the mud, go to the fire station. They'd hose you off in the summer um yeah it was great wait wait wait. run it back mudding what is this mudding mudding okay so we have um well the bay and we have the highest tides in the world in nova scotia so every six hours the the bay is full but then you know in our is this the hold on is this the bay of fundy yeah but in my town it's like a little harbor so it's not oh i see all the full shebang but oh okay okay yeah so it rises um and falls 30 meters in every six hours or every 12 hours. Oh my. I guess like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? So you'll go out at noon and the water is full to the grass to where you're standing. And then you come back in six hours. It'll be like a big mud, a mud bank. So you have like, um, these like hills of mud. So you can go sliding down them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's wow <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to say i'm trying to imagine this now that's 
Doesn't yeah. that get repetitive though? Seeing the water, you know, you wake up in the morning, the water's not there, and then there's no, there's water the next, you know. Yeah, that well, must get confusing. Get really confused because you know they'll come in and and they'll see the water, they think, oh, that's nice, and then the next day it looks like there's a drought. But this is this happens <laughs> every day. It happens twice a day. So yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah. How far? How far is someone actually like walked? when the tide is down like how far could you get well you don't really walk because it's so heavy oh. that you would sink also you don't walk because you'd probably get flooded um out <laughs> which is kind of scary so we stay like close to to the the shore but if you go down um like down the valley to where the beaches are um they uh -huh. have like these emergency escape ladders kind of on the cliffs no. every little bit because tourists who don't know what these tides are will get stuck and then the water comes in so fast so uh they have these emergency like uh yeah basically ladders that don't like a ladder anywhere, but you just hold on until like rescue comes to get you <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's incredible it's intense that sounds intense because i was thinking like what if i just put on a life jacket jacket right right and i just walk out there and then when the tide comes in just ride it back. back. You could. Yeah. I guess you could. That sounds like a little, that sounds like an unwise thing. But it would take you. I would be one of the tourists with the ladder. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a ladder person. <laughs> yeah. I'd say every couple of years, there's a story in the news of people getting stuck and hanging onto the ladder and search and rescue coming. And yeah, it's, it's pretty frequent. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Well, that must be exciting when you grow up. So you grow up uh, just mudding around and... Yeah, mudding around, going through the town. Um, I don't know. We have like a cute convenience store called Muddy's. You go get... No. Yeah, we go get candy and slushies. Well, the town used to be called Mud Creek. Oh, um, here we go. Now we're getting to the real good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they rebranded. Yeah, because they, they figured that it wasn't really an attractive sounding name to the <laughs> They thought Mud Creek, nice. Maybe not. So <laughs> they changed the tourist, the town hall The town hall came together and they yeah. were like, Mud Creek is probably not ideal. Because I was going to ask, you know, are there, you say you hear Wolfville and you think, well, gosh, there must be a lot of wolves. <laughs> No, I think it's after um, someone's last name, DeWolf. That's a common oh. last name. Uh, yeah, two houses down, my neighbors are named the DeWolfs. But I think it's some sort of, of lineage that, yeah. This is this is so fascinating. I feel like I could talk about Mud Creek for for hours and years. Yeah. Well, we have every you summer. You should call it Mud Creek. I forget, I'm yeah. not calling it Wolfville anymore. Yeah. This is the real cool. name. We have Mud Creek Days. So we have a weekend where we celebrate the town and we have, you know, a barbecue, bouncy castles. We have like mud, mud relay races. So they turn the park into like a mud pit and you do, you have teams and stuff and you go through all the mud races and yeah. So we still very much uh, are tied to Mud Creek. Well, okay. So the people that are from uh, Wolf or Mud Creek. They're going to be pros at the freaking, uh, you know, at the engineering mud pit. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
exactly they're pros they come in there and exactly. they're like ah this is this is a piece of cake yeah you know <laughs> we just gotta get a couple mud creekians exactly that's what you'd call them and just put them in there and they'd, they'd have that down in much less than an hour yeah my goodness 100 wow yeah well that's amazing i like you know what i've always liked the kind of the close knit Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have liked, you know, a, a tight knit community, you know. Feels good, like coming home from university, going to the farmers market, you know, having everyone ask you how Queens is, <laughs> what you're doing, when did you get back? Um, yeah, it feels good. Wow, but everyone's in everyone's business, eh? Well, I'd say everyone knows about your business. They may not be in it. That's a good. That's a healthy they, boundary. They ask your parents, you know, I'll get a call from my parents. Oh, so-and-so asked how you were and I told them. And so everyone keeps in the know for sure. Well, that's, you know what? That's really reassuring. Mm-hmm. That's very reassuring that, you know, this huge group of people has your back. Yeah. And that's actually one of the, one of the reasons I really like Queens is because sometimes it does feel like that. I yeah. feel like um, Queens people really are, are pretty tight, tight knit. Oh, and I think that's. So here's my next question is, how, how does it feel going from one university town to another? And are there similarities or do you prefer one over another? Well, I think it's different because when I moved away, I wasn't, I was just starting to become a university student. So I think I, I kept pretty isolated from the university life while I was, you know, in high school growing up and stuff. So I think it's interesting being back now to see, you know, how homecoming is and how St. Patty's is and all of this stuff. I can kind of appreciate the integration more, I think. Um, oh. But it's been, it's been pretty fun. I think they're pretty similar, Kingston and Wolfville. Um, you know, you see, um, well, obviously a lot more people in Kingston, <laughs> but you see how... Um, the university and the town kind of wants to work together with businesses, you know, promoting that, um, you know, having the water nearby in Kingston. Um, yeah, you just see the students congregate together. You can tell, you know, at the beginning of the semester when they're all coming back, you can feel their presence. So in that way, it's it's very much the same. That sounds, you know what, that sounds like a very natural transition. Yeah. I think that... Um... At first, when you tell someone that you're from Wolfville, mm-hmm. you think, my gosh, that must be different from Kingston. Yeah. But now I'm learning, you know, mud, the, old, the old Mud Creek is not so different. Exactly. Yeah, just a smaller okay. scale. Smaller scale, and it sounds very welcoming. Well, yeah. I think that you've you've actually sold me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting a, a Mud Creek uh, t-shirt or whatever they sell at, what's that place called, Muddy's? Muddy's, yeah muddies there you go <laughs> exactly. and uh you know I, I i'm a fan i want to be a tourist now it's a great tourist town yeah well hopefully hopefully this podcast draws a lot of visitors to the old mud <laughs> creek i'm really glad i could i could be a part of it yeah well, maybe Mario, they'll I mention to, uh, i wanted to bring when you invited me on this podcast i wanted to bring back um some beers from our local brewery called the church oh, okay. brewing company and they turned this old church united church into a brewery and restaurant wow and i was all excited to to you know film the podcast record the podcast in person but this is this is all right 
the schedule. No, yeah, this is this is the schedule we have to run. But no, that's exciting. Yeah. I look forward to drinking some church brewery. Maybe we'll review it on another episode of the podcast as a callback. Sounds great. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Well, I look forward to actually visiting too. Yeah, of you course. know, I could pitch them. I could pitch them my marketing pitch and maybe we get sponsored by the old church brewery. I'm I'll sure switch real it. quick. I'll switch real quick to only church brewery beer. But for now, we're drinking hazy days. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, anyway, well, okay, so to move on, or I don't know if this is exactly moving on, but I'm <laughs> I'm curious as to what uh, Madam Den Hartog was like during elementary school. Okay. Elementary school. Elementary school, middle school. Okay. Anya was, oh, she was all about the the performing. She loved oh. community theater. She loved to dance. She was a violinist. She, yeah, loved being on stage and doing all of all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, in lots of community theater productions every year. Um, loved doing like the school musicals and the plays and all of that stuff and music class and okay here's one fact mario i think you'll like i think you'll like okay it. in grade five we had our dance uh like in, you know in gym class you have like your dance um i yep i know i had that yep the, you, you know. gotta do a dance project yeah yep. dance project like mm -hmm. part of the curriculum Yep. So all the guys, you know, are groaning. They're, I don't want to do this. I want to play soccer. I want to do hockey. I want to, you know, play all of these things. Me over here, I'm, I'm loving this. This is the one thing, you know. This is my area. It's my time to shine. Hula hooping and <laughs> dance. <laughs> so, you know, my class, we have to do this recital. All the, all of the grades have to do perform a dance for the, the spring, spring show um in part of like field day and all of that stuff so my my class wanted to be a little different we didn't want to do like the the chicken dance or the macarena or whatever so i volunteered to choreograph a fun dance and teach everyone and then we would perform this dance anyways so that that was my first real choreographing um, so you choreographed the whole dance yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Wow. And how was it received? Oh, they loved it. It was the closing, closing show, closing act. Oh my. It was, yeah, really fun. And my class liked it because it wasn't boring. <laughs> what yeah. was the song? Do you remember what the song was? Oh, it was a Lady Gaga song. I can't oh, remember. Oh, there you go. But it was something fun. Edge of Glory, cool. probably. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You're probably not wrong. <laughs> I know the time period. I know. Yeah. You know what? People don't know, but I know my Lady Gaga discography. Okay. Yeah. You got to be on the up and up with that kind of stuff. You do. Okay, that's that was a great story. I think that I really got a tremendous insight into, to yeah. how uh, Anya behaved, and now that was me. That is a good segue. Okay. To Queens. Queens. And your uh, your Caledonia performance career. Oh yeah. Not so much not so much so much dancing, but certainly performance itself. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. I started in my second year 
met my friend Isabel, and we were part of the same um, Gale group. And we were talking about musical theater one day, and she looked at me and she said, I'm a part of this acapella group, you should audition. And she told me later, she, she said, I really hoped you were good because I never heard you sing and it'd be really embarrassing <laughs> if you didn't get in. <laughs> so yeah, I auditioned and now we're on the, the Callies together. And yeah, so we haven't done much singing this past year because of COVID, but um, in second year we did a bunch of performances and it was really fun. That's right. And I, I, I was uh, present at one of those performances. Which one? And uh, Anya w- did a, uh, a, a solo and the song was Electric Love. Oh, yeah. I still remember. And it was a fantastic, uh, you know, to the listeners, if you ever get a chance to see the Caledonias or shout out to my friends in all the King's Men, correct? That's the name of the men's acapella group. Uh, all the right? queen's men. Yeah, I think so. All the sorry, all the <laughs> all the queen's men. Yes, all the queen's men. My apologies. I knew it was a double entendre there. Yes, all the queen's men. Make sure to check them out because I I certainly enjoyed the performance. Yeah. But okay, so let's take it back a slight notch, and and my question is, why did you get interested in queens? Yeah. So. I have an older brother. He's five years older than I am. And he went to McGill University. Um, And my family all went to university in Montreal. And I guess I just grew up thinking, okay, this is what you do. You move out when you graduate and you go somewhere. (laughs) Um, Not in the Maritimes. And all my friends were were thinking about schools nearby. And not a lot of uh, people in my graduating class left Maritimes but it was just I guess what I grew up thinking that you this is your chance to kind of move uh, out of Nova Scotia in the Maritimes so you you take it you know you have this opportunity it's a relatively easier transition now than later in life so you should you should just Mm -hmm. do it so I applied to a lot of schools um U of T McGill um and Queens were the ones that were further out and I did a tour of Queens and I loved it. I just thought the campus was really pretty, really inviting. I liked that it wasn't a huge city. I mean, Toronto and Montreal are kind of intimidating to to a small town um, goer like myself. Mud Creek so, person. Yeah, yes. exactly. So I liked, I liked that, that it was yeah a bit on the smaller side, uh, but also had like a lot of opportunities just because of the school a little bit well little more well known um and reputable so I think those were the draws and also I just wanted to do something different than my brother so (laughs) Queens was I relate to that honestly not not McGill you know (laughs) well good for you for carving your own path how did your parents take it how did your family take it were they scandalized that you had not uh, (laughs) gone in the same route I think they they were proud of me for doing something different uh, they really left it up to me, though. They didn't have the expectation that I would go the Montreal route. Um, but they, yeah, I think they were proud that I was stepping out of my comfort zone and going to school a little bit farther away. Um, yeah. I think they're just glad okay. I didn't go to BC or something. Something too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, so my other question is, you are a psych major. Yeah. You know, there's a lot that entails in terms of that. 
what drew you to psychology and maybe if you could take me back to first year when you were deciding your major why you went a certain way yeah I think uh, looking back I just I don't know if it was something specific but I just remember looking at all the different majors all the different things you could do and I just thought like the human person's really fascinating you know why do we do the things that we do how do we grow up a certain way what shapes us to make certain decisions and be who we are and I like people so I think that was really just a natural fit um and in first year I mean I did I'm doing a bachelor of science so I was in kind of the regular science um courses and I just liked studying psychology the best I think a lot of people were the opposite everyone dreaded doing all the memorization and I don't know taking psych 100 but I think that's where I excelled so it's just kind of a yeah natural it was a natural transition yeah Exactly. Yeah, that's that's one of the really nice things is when what you're good at and what you're interested in lines up. Exactly. Yeah. And since I've been at it, it's only uh, like my interest in psychology has only grown. So I think that's a good wow. thing too. But yeah, it's the right, right fit. <laughs> that sounds like a very, um, very positive point in your life. And I, I think it seems like, you know, it's a part of your life that you really enjoy. Yeah, which makes me very happy because um, it's really nice to hear someone who really gets a lot out of their major mm-hmm. and understands why they're in that major. Yeah, that's that's rather that's rather refreshing. Yeah, to <laughs> nice to know. Isn't it? <laughs> Even me singing yes. it out loud, it makes me feel good. <laughs> no, it, it makes me feel good. So anyone who's listening wants to be a psych major, there you go. There you go. You know, advertisements for Mud Creek and Psych Majors. Yeah. At the People of Queens podcast. Well, Psych All right. is so... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say Psych is so diverse. You can find your own... Um, your interest in a particular subject. Subject. So if you like the more chemistry side of things, biology side, you can go into cognitive neuroscience. But if you like, you know, helping people and um, working with people, you can go the clinical route. Um I really like developmental psychology, so that's a different thing. Social psychology. There are so many different areas within a psych major, so I think that helps because you can kind of find uh, what in particular is interesting. I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea about that. So you can really you can really tailor it to what you're interested in in specific. Yeah. You kind of take like a, a broad range of courses, and then that kind of shows you uh, what area you like studying. I think that is a very positive um, subject of interest and of research, especially because the human brain and, you know, psychology itself is is definitely at the forefront of what society is interested in nowadays. Yeah. In terms of mental health and, and all sorts of issues. Yeah. Even politics. Yeah. I think everyone's interested in some form or another, especially in the business world, I'm finding. Yeah. Um, as a commerce major, everyone's interested in psychology. Yeah. Um, so it's I think it's a very interesting place of study. But okay, <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the uh, the general question, starting from the bottom to the top segment. Okay. And now I will transition to one of our podcast segments, which is called spill the brew 
Oh. Spill the brew. That's right. This segment, if you aren't familiar, is where I bring up something controversial <laughs> and my guest comments and gives me their opinion. Oh, no. And since I knew that Anya is very much interested in music and in singing and performance, I found a very interesting controversy on the Grammys, the Grammys and pop music. So okay. now I'm going to pull up the article and, and give a brief summary. Okay. The summary, the, the title of the article, and it's by Esquire magazine and it's called the weekend is right something is wrong with the grammys the star says he will no longer submit his music to the grammys and the summary of the article is basically that um the grammys the way in which they decide the winners is quote a shadow shadowy process of industry insiders as esquire magazine has come to expect the recording academy released for 2021 a largely quote baffling disappointing and downright infuriating list of grammy nominees and by all accounts the biggest snub was that the weekend who had the most popular album since Drake Scorpion was not on the list. And I believe the album's name, I've listened to this album a lot. It's actually, it's the album's name is After Hours. And it's a really interesting album because it's, it's kind of got this 80s kind of vibe, kind of, you know, electronic. Mm -hmm. And so the article goes on to say that The Weeknd was very upset with uh, not being included as a nominee for a Grammy and referenced Drake's speech when he... So Drake had one of the most popular albums, Scorpion, in the 2019 Grammys, and he only won one Grammy, and that was the award for Best Rap Song. And Drake, during this speech, said, this is a business where sometimes it takes a bunch of people who might not understand what a mixed race kid from Canada has to say, or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else, or a brother from Houston right here, my brother, Travis Scott. But my point is, if you've already won, if you have, you've already won, if you have people singing your wor songs word for word, if you're a hero in your hometown, look, there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here. I promise you, you've already won. And the broadcast actually cut to commercial before he finished speaking. Mm. Now, the conclusion of the article goes to say, the weekend's tweet makes so eloquently clear that something is seriously wrong with the Grammys. And unless they make significant changes to their nomination and voting process, this institution will continue to rapidly fade into obscurity. So... Anya, what do you think? Wow. About wow, this is a this is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the Grammys? About music music awards? You know, I, I, what are your initial thoughts here? Well, to be honest with you, 
I haven't paid that much attention. I kind of just listen to what I like and then go about my day. <laughs> but I think they have a point. You know, you want to recognize what the people like. So <laughs> if he, if The Weeknd was not nominated and he has one of the most popular albums that's out right now, I think that's a problem because if people like listening to it, I think you should acknowledge what people like listening to. But you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about that, um, you know, when around the holidays when the Spotify's like gift listening things come out and they Mm -hmm. tell you like the most, the most played and stuff like that. There's a, um, there's a, a section in that where they talk about the most like, Oh, you're in the top point zero five percent. The percentage, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's really interesting because you can know an artist, and maybe not everyone knows that artist, but you know that artist very, very well, and you're you're bought in to what they're what they're sharing. You know what I mean? So weekend might the weekend might have like so many people listening to them. They're on the radio. They're really popular. But what about these artists that? are not well known but the ones that do know them love them i think i think that's Mm -hmm. like where where are their awards is what i'm trying to wow what a profound what a profound argument wow i really like this idea because this is like i've heard a weekend i've heard some of his his songs i don't know them all though um Mm -hmm. but you've heard of them because because he's popular because it's right so I think he should be recognized for having like popular hits because they make the radio for the reason, for a reason. And people like them. And I know people are like really bought in, you know, and they know all the songs and they know his songs word for word. So I think, um, yeah, I'd say that's important for him to be recognized. And if he was not recognized, then that's, you know, that's a shame. But also, where are these artists that are working their butt off and have loyal, loyal followers? Um, I don't know. Is there a section for those kinds of artists? Well, I certainly don't think so. And I think that that's an interesting point. You know, if an artist has a devout following, what's the point of having an award for that? I think that perhaps now the new shift is that artists are being less likely to be wanted to be recognized by the mainstream yeah but the followers that they do have are very loyal to them yeah and i think maybe some an artist might make the decision between making pop music and being very well known to make to making a specific genre which they like yeah and having a loyal following yeah and now who's to say you know, let alone the Grammys, but who's to say what what deserves an award and what doesn't? That's the real question. And I think with music being disseminated so widely because of streaming services and Spotify, people are less looking at the Grammys to see what they should be listening to. And I think people are more 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 telling the Grammys what they should be giving the awards to. So this is a very interesting point. Yeah. And that's exactly why we we do these segments, <laughs> is to uncover these uh, you know these very interesting perspectives. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have thought of that perspective. Yeah, I think like on the listeners end too. I think we're seeing a shift where 
people want to have like an under the rock kind of artist that they know everything about. I think that's cool. Like if you know someone, someone's stuff and then someone asks you like, oh, who's this? Like that you're playing and you say, oh, it's this person. Like, I feel like that makes you cool now rather than just sticking to what's kind of popular at the moment. It's like finding these. Yeah. The gems, yeah. Artists, and then introducing that to your friend, and then all of a sudden, like your whole friend group's obsessed, and (laughs) and you found like this cool new niche that you can all be a part of. I think that's like what's becoming more popular, at least you know, in my my friend groups. Wow, that's a that's a really interesting point as well, of uh, this idea of of you're trying to always find the the uncut gems and and sort of sharing that. Yeah. And then you, you as a fan, get ownership because you were able to have such a discerning taste. Yeah, I think that's really that's a that's a really strong point. And with that, I would like to f- transition to the final segment. Okay. Wow. Okay. Already. The Sorry, fi- this is flown Already. By. <laughs> oh, it it flew by. It flew by because we I was got really interested in Mud Creek. <laughs> all right yeah. uh, you got a you got a mud creek fan over here i might i want to now i want to go and pursue a, a degree at acadia so i can uh so i can live the mud creek lifestyle yeah you should <laughs> perhaps perhaps um so the final segment is called facebook hangover oh no <laughs> this is a segment which has been around since the first episode so hopefully it's not new to the listeners, but essentially it's based on the concept that Facebook has certain gems, hmm. certain pictures in which were posted at a time where they weren't posted with the best judgment. Hmm. Okay. You know, and they're just stuck around in the deep inner workings of the, of the internet. Yeah. And uh, and I go in there and I, I take a deep dive. Oh no! And no, I describe the photos. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is it's very natural to be nervous during this segment. <laughs> I go into the photos and I find the gems and I describe yeah. them to the listeners. And then Anya, you tell me the context. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> All right. So the one that stood out to me just right off the bat when I was looking at it was posted by you. Very recently. Oh. Okay. July 2019. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. And it is... This is a picture, but it is a cutout from a newspaper. Okay. And the news and the newspaper cutout, this title says, Sign of Spring. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a... I've gotten kind of good at guessing people's ages. I don't know if this is a good quality... That's probably a four-year-old. Oh, it actually says in the description, three-year-old. Okay, <laughs> I was close enough. Three-year-old Anya. Yeah. Holding some yellow uh, daffodils. Oh, it says in the bottom, daffodils. <laughs> I'm guessing everything correctly here. Daffodils um, in a red jacket. A three-year-old Anya holding some daffodils smiling at the camera <laughs> adorably and now i'm gonna read the newspaper description okay three-year-old anya dent hartog and her mom maggie were off to visit the nursing home on monday with these daffodils 
from the Wolfville branch of the Canadian Cancer Society. Wow. Yeah. So, Anya, now I feel like I've gotten some context of the pictures, but please tell me the context. Yeah, so my mom, Mama Maggie, we love her. <laughs> um, she uh, did a lot of work with the Canadian Cancer Society. Both of her parents passed away uh, from cancer, so she would fundraise money um, with Real Life for Life and all of that. So every spring they would have a big fundraiser gearing up to Real Life for Life where they would sell daffodils. So I would go in with my mom. We would go to like grocery stores. You know how like sports teams would sometimes like do bagging groceries. Well, we would like stand at the the entrance, and she'd bring along her kid to <laughs> give people um, daffodils so that they would help uh, support the Relay for Life fundraiser. So we would go to nursing homes and go to yeah grocery stores, and I was basically. A, you know, couldn't find a babysitter, and B, add some cute factor to draw in the people. <laughs> I would buy all of these daffodils right here. Oh, thank this you, is, <laughs> this is uh, This is adorable. There's no way that anyone is going to say no to young Anya here in this situation. Yeah. Your mother is a very smart lady. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great marketing technique, and I did not realize it was such a wholesome initiative. That's that's, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, but it's a very, um, yeah, it's a very positive, positive thing to do. It's yeah. very inspirational. I like wow. it. I got to say hi to everyone and pick out the flowers. and Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. See, this is why. This is why we do the segment, do you know, it. and now I, now my heart is feeling warm. Nice. That's what happened. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't find some some middle school picture or something i i think i i couldn't posting those for that reason i see i okay so usually when i go in here i'm i easily find a lot of gems but with you i found that your facebook is pretty good pretty clean yeah. i think i got it later i think i only got well maintained when i was like 15 or 16 so I so think not as dangerous okay so yeah. okay but here's something okay i got something <laughs> but i've just gotta i've gotta describe it accurately Okay. I found that the best pictures are the ones that are not posted by the person I'm interviewing. Oh, yeah. So this post, this picture was posted actually fairly recently. Hmm. In 2016 by Abby. Okay. And it is, okay, let me try and describe what's going on. The background, I have to start with the background. The background, it looks like someone has painted the wall with like some blue paint that's mixed with black. Okay. But there's some glittery swirls mm. on the wall. Yeah. Like some glitter, glitter squirrel swirls. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it is Anya and presumably her friend Abby. Right. Together in, in, in the picture. Mm -hmm. And Anya, what drew me to this photo is what Anya is wearing. Okay, it is a it is a pink <laughs> dress, but there is like a triangular component to this dress <laughs> that looks like it's got some pink, um, what I can only describe as waves. Yeah. Some pink wave pattern on there. Yeah. And it kind of looks like one of Cinderella's sisters. <laughs> Like well, one of the evil, yeah, like one of the evil ones, so, like dress, kind of. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm not going to describe Abby because she's she's wearing relatively normal clothes to, to Anya. Yeah. So Anya, give me the context. Okay, so I mentioned I'm all about that community theater. So I'm actually one of Ariel's sisters in the Little Mermaid. Mm. I was so close. close. I should have made the connection. Of a key princess character. Yeah. So we, yeah, I was one of Ariel's sisters in the Little Mermaid, and so that's a mermaid tale, right there that you're seeing. Oh, I see. And you know what, Mario? I guess I bet you couldn't guess uh, what I'm also wearing. I'm wearing Heelys. All of the Mer sisters had Heelys that we wore on stage so it looked like we were swimming so i oh my. Had to learn how to yeah wear heelys that's very creative when i was younger i really wanted heelys and i couldn't i Same. my mom didn't let me side so small sides oh really yeah so cool, year old cool point of bonding wanted heelys you know 16 year old Anya got 16 got year old Anya got it yeah. she could make her own Healy decisions yeah and I that's was really very bad. creative I was really bad at, at I couldn't figure out how to how to do it how to skate around it's complicated you've got to have balance balance strong legs you got to be confident so it was, I think it was like two weeks before the show I still couldn't do it and all my <laughs> good it was really stressful <laughs> and I would go to I would go to like the Acadia gym like Acadia, like the university, and I'd practice because I couldn't practice in my home. Like I have a really old house, so our floors are really bad. So I would go there with my friends and we would we would practice. But it was really scary for a little time. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it, but pulled through and it's really fun. It's like riding a bike. Once you learn how, you just can do it. <laughs> you never forget. Yeah. You just yeah. do it. comes naturally. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Clicks. See the stories that comes out of this? I learned so much. So how did the perform? Uh, how did the how did the play go? It was good. It went great. Yeah, there were a lot of shows we did. I think like two weekends. I think there were like ten shows in total. So it's really fun. Sounds fun. I would have loved to seen it. See it. Was it a musical or was it a? Oh yeah, musical all the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think I was say... probably under the sea and you know kiss the yeah. girl, all the hits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, wow. I think the majority of the shows I've done have been musicals. Really? Yeah. Well, it makes sense to me now with the whole musical thing. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you have a musical career ahead of you. I I don't know. Maybe in my later life, you know, like when I've retired. I see. I think that'd be fun. I see. Get return back. to the stage, the yeah. grand return. Yeah. Wow. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> me okay. too. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> The last, the last picture I, I have was posted by a Mr. Vincent and Hartog. Oh, wow. And it was posted in 2019. Mm-hmm. And let me just read you the caption to the post first. Okay. Enjoyed a glass of Castel de Dome, at Domaine de Grand Pré <laughs> served by our favorite wine server. Mm-hmm. And the picture in the foreground is a uh, a picture of a uh, this is you know Mr. Vincent's got a tremendous eye for photography let me just say because <laughs> in the foreground you've got the wine glass with the wine in it and in the background in focus is Anya smiling and it seems to be like a black polo uniform mm-hmm. um, with a bottle of wine 
yeah in display and behind her is um you know various looks like awards and wine bottles and a metal background so it looks like sort of like a vineyard setting um kind of deal so anya please explain the context i'm intrigued yeah so uh, i think two summers ago i was i worked in a wine shop so the annapolis valley has maybe like 13 wineries or something like that very very popular there's so much to do in this area so much to i've do. got to visit yeah we have lots of breweries, lots of wineries. So go to the church brewery and go over to the the vineyards and mm-hmm. we have my goodness companies too. We have a lot of apples, so we're really we're really budding in this area. So wow. yeah, I worked at one of our family friends' wineries, Domaine de Grand Pre, and I was a wine server. So I did tastings and did tours of the winery and. Yes, my dad came in one day. He was on a bike ride. He took the the trail, biked through the trail um, by the water to get to the winery. And he came in and I gave him a little taste of red wine. Wow. Is there anything that, so perhaps that you should teach me about wine now. I'd love to learn. You could teach me about beer and I'll teach you about There you go. There's a deal. deal wow okay that's that that sounds like a did, did you uh did you have any interesting stories from uh your time there do you have a favorite wine do i have a favorite wine i think well we have um it's called an appalachian wine so you know like champagne is unique to mm-hmm. the champagne region it's unique to champagne exactly so we oui. nova scotia has one called tidal bay so it's a blend of only Nova Scotian grapes and there's like strict criteria for wineries to follow. Like it has to go well with seafood, for example, and it has to be, yeah, 100% Nova Scotian grapes. A certain type of, of flavor has to be crisp and not too sweet, not too dry and all this stuff. So um, there's different tidal bays like all over Nova Scotia, but um, our winery had number one ranked number one title bay wow i'd say that was my favorite um it's really tasty but i have tons of stories from the winery you meet all kinds of characters coming in from europe and out west and even within nova scotia you pick up a lot of a lot of fun stories did you did you get a hard question once did you ever get a question you couldn't ask answer 100 oh, percent. but i would just say Oh, I've only been here for a little while. I don't know, <laughs> but I will check and get back to you. And then, you know, by the time the end of the tasting is done, they've had a, a few glasses of wine. You know, they Uh-oh. don't care anymore about their technical questions. They're just happy to be there. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Yeah. That's a good honest, strategy. You say you don't know, and then you give them the wine. Why they're really Well, now I don't, I don't feel so embarrassed about reading all the tutti-frutti notes in the beer. <laughs> Because I'm sure that you've you've gotten tons of those. You know, they're oh, talking yeah. about the oak. Oh, and the, yeah. One person said are they? our wine tasted like barn. And I was like, okay, it's <laughs> a little rude. But I've right. yet to say that about a beer. I've yet to say that, but I think yeah. it might be coming. Pencil this shaving. has got a real barny taste to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this really reminds me of pencil shaving. It's like, no, it doesn't. You're, you're fine. <laughs> Did someone say that? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. 
What? And you have to nod and smile because the customer's always right. So I go, yeah, like I can definitely use that. No, I can't. I see. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is when I visit this this place for a tasting, I'm going to come up with the most outrageous things. Yeah. And, and um, you know. I'll agree. Like, I, oh, I'd love to. I'd love to have a glass of red wine and say, like, I, for this beer, I'd oh, this would go great with some vegetable pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we we say that like it's on our really do like this would go great with a uh, a salad or this would go well with a steak or oh okay uh, seafood or something spicy yeah because it makes a difference I, I see yeah okay well I I've learned I've really learned so much about uh, about the lifestyle that you've lived yeah it sounds it sounds very exciting and and very dynamic so I. Uh, with that, I think that I'd like to bring the episode to a close. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. I'd like to thank all the loyal listeners who give me feedback and, and give me suggestions. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Anya, for being here and taking time out of your, I'm sure, busy day. I'm certainly jealous of your, your ability uh, to be in Mud Creek. I'd love to um, visit very soon. I look forward yeah. to it. We'd love to have you. And oh, well, you you've already got a, a very patriotic mud creaky in here. Amazing. I'm all about it. I look for I look forward to it. But uh, I'd also like to thank uh, the people who made today's beer, and everyone who has been going through a tough time uh, during this pandemic season. We hope that the podcast could bring some light and we hope that you stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mario, for having me on the podcast. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. <laughs> okay, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>